Praise the Lord. Good to see you all. Today we are celebrating uh, Thanksgiving uh, Sunday uh, by faith as one body of Jesus Christ. I know when we look at our circumstances, perhaps it might be very difficult for some of us to be thankful. However, the Bible clearly teaches us to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. You see, our thanksgiving is not based upon present circumstances or situations or mere happenings around us. Our thanksgiving is actually based on faith, our faith in God. Did you know historically, based on such faith, uh, Thanksgiving Day was formed in 1620. In spite of various hardships, distress, and disappointments, fear, and hopelessness, 51 survivors of the Puritan who, there, who uh, set their feet on the soil of America celebrated the very first Thanksgiving as they gave thanks to God in worship. And I believe that this is a great spiritual heritage for Americans. Uh, and not just for Americans, for Christians, Thanksgiving is the fundamental attitude, an authentic mark or basic lifestyle of true believers. Are we thankful? Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, be joyful always as Christians, as those who have faith in Christ, Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you and me in Christ Jesus. It is God's will. It is his desire, his will for us to give thanks. Why? Because we believe in God. In spite of all the things that are happening around us, even though our feelings are not there, as we activate our faith, in Christ, we are to be thankful. However, we all struggling with giving thanks to God in our daily lives. And last week, if you remember, I mentioned three major reasons why we are not thankful. Kind of reviewing last week, you can always go back to our YouTube channel for those teachings, but Three reasons was, first of one, is a self-focusedness, self-centeredness. It's all about us, what we have, what we don't have, how I feel, what I don't get. Why all these things happening to me? Self-focusedness, then you'll, be, you'll never be able to give thanks. Also, forgetfulness. We forget who we are, who we were. Just like those ten lepers in, in, in the story of Jesus uh, in the book of Luke. We forget that we were sinners forgiven by God's grace. We are here today by God's grace, but we have forgotten that. And we take that grace of Jesus for granted. Forgetfulness is a big problem. And last but not least, we said faithlessness. We choose not to believe in God anymore just because things are not going the way that I want it to go. Those are three major reasons that we need to be very careful. You see, when we focus on ourselves, our desires, 
our situations, our career, our past. Some of us, we cannot get all out of the past. Or the, what's happening in the present time. Or what's going to happen in the future with fear. If you just focus on how we feel, how I think, and how I see, and how all about ourselves, guess what? We won't be able to be thankful. You're going to continue to complain. And I know a lot of Christians, we complain. We complain every single day just because we just forget. We don't have, we don't have faith anymore or we just so self-focused. I want you to know when you focus on ourselves, we won't be able to be thankful. But on the other hand, when we focus on God, in spite of all these things happening around us, if you just look up and see who Jesus is, you'll be able to be thankful in no matter what happens to us. I would like for us to think about this question, why we are thankful. Let's be reminded of who God is, what he has done, and what he is doing. And let us be thankful. Amen? So last week we talked about why we are not thankful. This week we will be talking about why we are thankful. Difference is when you focus on ourselves, we are not thankful. When you focus on God, we are thankful. There are three things about God that we are thankful for, and I would like to talk about this briefly. First of all, we are thankful for his provision, what God has given us, what God has given you. Think about it for a moment. He has given us so many, so much things. He has given us, I'll just uh, give you some list. It's not all, but let me just say a few things maybe to remind you of his provision. First, he has given us his unfailing love. He loves you. He really do love you. If you look at Psalmist in Psalm 107, numerous verses, if you just read the book of Psalms and see how they recognize that the God loves us. Sometimes you think about why in the world God loves you and me. I don't know. We don't have, that's nothing to offer to God. The whole world does not know us. But why is that God notice us and he loves us? Unfailing love he has given us. What about his grace? Unmerited uh, blessings. We didn't deserve God's love, but by through his grace, he has given us many, many things. He has given us victory as Christians through Jesus Christ. That we can live a victorious life in spite of what's happening today in my life. In spite of all the mistakes that we have made with the poor decisions, if you come to Christ and you can experience this victory, that's given to you. What is given to us? Well, he's given to us his word, the scripture. Some of you, we think we don't really value scripture as much, but we should be thankful that we have the word of God to guide us. When things are hard and tough, we know where to go. We know how to connect to God. We know how to listen to God. How? You seek God's word. Simple. 
Si Kati not make things very complicated. Complicated. He made it very simple for us. You can come to the Word every single day, every single moment, whenever you need it. Is especially nowadays we have so much access to the Word of God. We should be thankful for that. You should be thankful for our community, your own family, and also our church family. All of us, we are here because of God's grace. Yeah, I know some of us, most of us, we go through hardships, difficulties. Yes, we are so easily tempted to complain, but just think about what God has given you. Most of Americans, we cannot complain about our financial situations. If you just go around the world, man, so many people are starving today. So many children are starving. We are in abundance of even things. Let me summarize. All our needs are given to us. God is providing you all your needs so that we can seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Think about that. Your physical needs, spiritual needs, financial needs, relational needs, everything he's providing you. Problem is we don't recognize that. Problem is we complain. Give me more! When God is giving us all the blessings, is we are the one who are rejecting his blessings, making things mess in our lives, and we complain. But I tell you, God does provide all the things that you need to see God's kingdom and his righteousness. That's why James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He loves you, and he does not just change his mind. He continues to give you blessings and things that you need if you ask, if you submit yourself to Christ. The problem is we don't, and we don't get not because of God is not giving us, because we're the one who's throwing out, throwing off what God is giving, God, what, all the blessings that God is giving us, and we're the one who's complaining. Pause for a moment and think about what God has given you throughout this life. But notice every good gift and perfect gift are provided through Jesus Christ. His unfailing love. His grace, his victory, his life, his community, all the needs in your life, even your family, even your bank account, even everything. You might not, oh, I want more. Guess what? God has been giving you enough for his, according to his plan, for a reason. All the things that we need to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Think about it for a moment. All this, every good and perfect gift, coming from the Father, and we know it's provided through one person, Jesus Christ. His unfailing love is demonstrated through God giving his son, Jesus Christ. His grace was given through Jesus Christ, that he replaced our sinful seat, seed of judgment, and gave us life to live. Victory. We were defeated by sin. We are supposed to be literally losers. But because of what Christ has done for us, his victory is now ours.
We are supposed to be punished, but through Jesus Christ, you are given life to live today. We are given the family, the true family of Christ. I know we, a lot of us, most of us, we are coming from broken families. Very unfortunate. It's not just you. All around the world. But God has formed us a new family in Christ Jesus that we can come call ourselves family and love and take care of one another. It's all possible because of what Christ has done for us, what he has given us. All our needs through Jesus is yours. Now, are you thankful? Recognize that, what is giving you today, and be thankful. Know that he is there for you and he loves you and he provides you the things that you need so that you can live for Christ. But if you forget, if you don't believe, oh, nothing will satisfy you. You will always complain, God, why don't I have more money? God, why don't I have wife? God, why don't I have... This and that. When God is giving all these things to you, change your perspective, change your mind. You know what that means in the biblical term? Repent. Repent of your sin. Look up and see Christ. And look what God has given to us. You know, I struggle with uh, complaining. I, I think my wife knows the most how much I complain sometimes. But I have to remind myself in the morning, every morning, and what God has given to me throughout these years. Yes, there were good times and there were more bad times. There were more ugly times in my life. But in spite of all, through it all, I know as I look back and as I look at myself now, though in the eyes of the world, maybe you think I don't have much. But I know what God has given me, what God has provided me, and I can truly give thanks. We are thankful for his provision, what God has given to us. Amen. Now, secondly, we are thankful for his providence, what God has done, what God is doing, and what he will do. Did you know from the very beginning of the time, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, he has been executing his redemptive plan. In his mind, after Adam and Eve fell into sin, whole humanity fell into sin, he was in his mind, you know what he was doing? From the very beginning, he had a plan to save the world. And we know through Jesus Christ, he has redeemed us. All of us, we, as we profess our faith in Christ, we know we are redeemed. That's what has done for you in his sovereign plan of receiving you. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5. He saved us. Even though we are sinners, he died on our behalf and he, we were justified. That's the word that the Paul was using. You are considered righteousness now. You are given the righteousness of Christ. So now you can approach God. Wow. That's what he has done for us. He has given you. He died for us. And he has given us the forgiveness of sin. 
See, the problem of this world is not lack of resources, is not lack of education, is not lack of things of this world. The problem of this world is sin. Turning away from God, doing whatever we want to do, and taking God out of our life equation, sin. That's why everything is mess. Our life is mess because we don't believe in God. We reject His ways. We just do whatever we like to do. But what Christ has done, what He has done, He has given His Son. Because we cannot save ourselves within. How can you save yourself when you are in this pattern? It's a cycle of sin. Only someone outside of us have to come in and save us. That's Jesus Christ. He has given us not the money, not all the blessings of the physical things. No, he has given us forgiveness of sin. And that is the, one of the greatest gifts. Why the greatest enemy of humanity is death. And death comes from sin. And God resolved that sin for us. That's what he has done for us in his providence. And not only he has redeemed us, but he is saving us every single day, changing us to be more like Christ. Big word, sanctification. He's sanctifying us, changing us. Not only he justified us, he's changing us in his providence, in this redemptive plan. And at the end, the Bible promises us that he will free us from completely from sin and we will be glorified. Did you know, my brothers and sisters, that's what God has done and that's what God is doing and that's what he will do in the end. As you activate your faith, knowing that you are being saved today as you were saved before, now you are being saved and you will be saved in the future as you cry out and as you believe, we should be thankful for what he has done and what he is doing and what he will do. Amen. Not only that, he's letting us participate in his redemptive plan through kingdom partnership, meaning he is going to use your life. He's saying, okay, I save you, I'm saving you, and I will save you in the future. Feel good about yourself. No, he will say, your life is meaningful. You have a purpose. Your life is not just American dream. Get lots of money. That's not what it is. There's more than that. And I'm giving you the reason to live, uh, live every single day, to go on every time you wake up in the morning. And I'll tell you, if you're living for American dream, if you're living for money, if you're living for someone else, if you're living for your children, if you're living for your parents, you wake up in the morning, you will be depressed. And you will be, never, you will be always complaining. But when you wake up in the morning, as you see what God is doing in your life, and God has given you the reason for being, and your life is not just mere life, and when we recognize that God has given you the reason to go on today, that's why we study hard for Christ. That's why we raise our children in godly way to expand God's kingdom. We have to recognize what God is doing now in your life. And you, when you recognize that, we should be thankful in spite of all the things that we're going through. And I'll tell you, all the hardships and difficulties, not God. It's you and me making poor decisions, sinful decisions that caused us where we are. No one is responsible for you but you. 
We need to recognize that. We need, then we will repent. And when we repent, He will forgive us and He will lead you and guide you and give you life to live every single day. He is with you every day. I'll get to the point, but right now, He's inviting you to live with Him, giving the purpose and meaning of life. And I pray that we should be thankful for that. And it is a privilege. Even my small life can change something. And one of the lines from The Lord of the Ring, my one of my favorite movies I was watching with my, my kid, finally she's old enough to watch with me, was that even the smallest person can change the course of things. I was like, wow, that's a good line. You know how we do that? In your small life can change something, someone's life, through Christ. Because God is going to work through you, your life, your example of overcoming your problems with the power of Christ. Your faithfulness to seek and worship God, even though the whole world does not recognize us, but God knows you. He is inviting you. Today, He's working, and He wants to work with you. I don't know about you. One of the greatest things that you can participate in your life is a kingdom partnership, being part of what God is doing in your life. And what God is doing is not just ministering or being a missionary or pastoring. No, your life, through your life, through your good-lived, well-lived life, he can be glorified. And then someone can ch be changed through your example of repentance, your example of redemption, your example of restoration. And you know what? What, he's, what he will do for us in the future, he will reward us with his glory. I don't know why, but he's in, that's in his plan, in his providence. He's not just giving you, he has saved you in the past, and he's with you right now, leading you and, 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 and then helping, and making you to participate and giving you reason to live on. He says he's going to give you reward. For living for him. Living your mundane life for him. By the way, when you live for Christ, your life is not just mundane, routine. Every single day is a worship to God. That's the meaning infused into your life. We can go to work just like everyone else. But if you do it by faith, if you do it thanksgiving, in thanksgiving, knowing that he's in I'm in this providence, the plan of God. That's what? Your working is a worship to God because the God has infused meaning and purpose into your life. I don't know about you. That's great, isn't it? I can be with my family, enjoy. That is not just enjoyment. It can be a worship to God. I can make a conversation with the strangers and as I sharing my faith, somehow, that moment is not a waste, but it's a worship to God. Your life, every single moment, can be a worship to God. That's why Paul said, whether you drink or sleep and whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. 
because you, your life is infused with meaning and purpose through Christ. That's what he's doing in your life. And when we just do that faithfully, he said, at the end, I will reward you. Just for living for me by faith, I will reward you. Lord, I make so many mistakes. Lord, I still failed. Doesn't matter because you did it by faith and you are saved by faith and you, you lived your life by faith and I'm going to reward you. Wow. He has qualified us to share in his inheritance in the kingdom of light, Paul said in Colossians 1.12. We are thankful for his providence, what God is doing, what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. Amen? Last but not least, we are thankful for his presence, who God is. He is the creator. He is the owner. He is the maker. We read it today in our uh, today's passage, right? Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Exalt him with music and song. Why? For the Lord is great God, the king above all gods. That's why we should be thankful. He's the creator. In his hand are the depth of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. And the sea is at his, his he, for he, has, he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. You know what? We should be thankful for who he is. He's the maker. He has given you life to live. My child asked me, isn't that you and mommy made me? Ultimately, yes, through our marriage, through our life, our children were born. You know, a procreation, we call it, right? But ultimately, who gave us life? God. God made us. And my child is every day reminding me, Daddy, God made me. And when I hear that, that's great. Because we are giving thanks to God. He is the creator. But crazy things about this, my brothers and sisters. God ultimately created the whole world, the maker. This God, creator God, whom uh, deserves our worship and thanksgiving, he becomes our personal heavenly father. Some of us, we do not have fathers. But you have a heavenly father if you believe in Jesus Christ. John 1, 12 and 13 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. We are God's kids, his sons and daughters. That's why if you look at the New Testament, Paul continued to remind us about our sonship, our daughtership. You are sons and daughters of God. Don't you not know? He's our heavenly father. Imagine this creator, the maker, who is great and who is worthy of our praise and thanksgiving just by being who he is, but he chose to be our God. Not only that, chose to be our father. And as his heavenly father, he chose to be with us. His presence is with us. Did you know? Jesus said, 
God the Creator sent me to this world to give you life. Now I'm sending you as I go up. I'm sending you the Counselor, the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit will be with you forever until the end of the age. That means your Heavenly Father, God, is with you. His presence is with you. We should be thankful, don't you think? Why does God choose to be with us and reside in us with this flesh that I still struggle with sin? Yet he said, because you believed in me, because what Christ has done for you, I reside with you. I will be with you even in your sin, even in your struggling, even in your problems. I'll be with you, helping you. My brothers and sisters, we should be thankful for who he is. This creator God who gives us life to live and who choose us, choose to be with us as we believe in him. That's why we should stop sinning. We should start live our life for him. Because he's with you, with us, through Jesus Christ. That much more we cannot take God's presence for granted. We should be thankful for who he is. He's with you. So, in this Thanksgiving, as we celebrate, it is my prayer that we learn to give thanks because we know why we are thankful. We are thankful for his provision, what God has done, given us. We are thankful for his providence, what God has done and what he's doing and what he will do. We are thankful for his very presence, for who God is. Amen. Let's pray.